Welcome to PNR Show, Season 4, Episode 4, A New Hope for Loggers. I'd rather have lugger than mine. I'll take a strong stout over stride. I'd prefer to confer with a half pint of ale than live a long life till my private parts fail. For life without liquor is to no avail. So bring me lugger for life. I'd rather... From the deepest, darkest, rareliest, easiest corner of the interwebs, it's the Pie of No Return show tonight. We visit our old friends from across the pond. The folks at Guinness bring us their blondes. Bring us your blondes. And Grammy nominations? Plus our picks for the week. But first, our welcome our hosts for the show. Get the applause ready. Keith. Gary, Jeremy, and Rob. Hi, Hi Rob. <laughs> wow, look at our live studio audience. Actually, I should welcome uh, Jeremy's evil twin, Baramy. As you can see, if you're watching the video feed. <clears throat> something got stuck in my throat. <laughs> Jeremy's, doing, <laughs> Jeremy's doing a force choke on me. Bear me. You, you can he obviously see. didn't want you to point out how evil he was. Uh, Jeremy actually is feeling a bit under the weather, so he's coming uh, dressed as a 70s cat burglar <laughs> to the show. Uh, welcome, Jeremy, or is it Bear me? Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for toughing it out for the show. Hey, the things I do for entertainment. And, and for beer. And for beer. And speaking of beer... Let's open up our uh, beer for the week. Uh, Guinness has a new beer in its catalog, and it's an American lager, a blonde. So um, just, it just came out this year, right? We've got Mosaic. Go ahead. It's part of their Discovery series, or it's the first one in their Discovery series where they're trying to do a little more craft beer experimentation mm -hmm. type stuff. I don't know if it's going to live forever, but it's here now. Uh, it has Willamette and American hops combined with Guinness yeast. So it's literally a transcontinental beer. Or Willamette, either one. And brewed in Pennsylvania. About yeah. Latrobe, Pennsylvania, home of the great American beer, Rolling Rock. Oh, yeah. Oh, what this is going to taste like. Yeah. Which Keith says with skepticism. Now that that is a nice pour. It's a nice looking beer. It's bubbly and everything. Goldeny like, like brown. Looks just like a lager should look. Perfect, like one inch head. It's a little darker than a than I'd say than a typical lager, at least an American lager. Yeah, yeah maybe a little. Say that. Maybe a little. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, if you grab a, a Coors or a Miller, and you know the fact that you can see through it and get blinded by the sun, this is this actually has color, so it's already better. Midway between, uh, say, a real lager blonde and maybe almost like an amber. Almost. Yeah, it's got some kind of an ambery kind of uh, look to it. All right, let's dive into this and uh, get our initial impressions, gentlemen. Prost. <laughs> It's not a lot like an American lager. 
No, it's not. No. And, and, no, they, they and really failed I, on the American lager part. Yeah, because this, this actually has flavor. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. 5% alcohol by volume. I think it's quite tasty. Uh, so, uh, it's, yeah, it's... That's an interesting beer. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will. I will let you guys know now that we've had some that I've cheated on this beer um, because I had to buy a whole six pack. I started on it two days ago. Oh! <laughs> and uh, I've been drinking some without you. And I, I'll tell you that this beer is subtly complex, um, quite uh, quite delicious, in my opinion. Um, and really just completely biffed the whole American lager thing by being good. Folks, I would like you to know that I had a guest over uh, last week, and uh, he asked to try one of my Guinness Blondes, of which I also had a six-pack, which I gladly allowed him to do. But I did not partake so as to get my live reaction on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, but... I can tell you that I've had this is now my third, and um, and they and they just keep getting better. So uh, enjoy your six packs. But those of you who had to split six packs out of fear of having a crappy beer, ha suckers, <laughs> should have kept it. Yeah, very tasty. A little sweetness to it, just a tiny bit. Um, got a nice little rounded flavor for a for a lighter side of the pond Great. beer brings up the uh, whole uh, Latrobe beer population quite quite nicely. Mm -hmm. Nice lacing on the on the head. It's still a lager though. It is and it tastes like a lager. Delicious. But but if if lagers tasted like this in America, I you know, I'd be drinking bud a lot more often. <sighs> yeah, this is not uh, this is not from the Bud Coors Miller family for sure. Yeah. This is probably more from the traditional German lager family. This is it's kind of got a little bit of German flavor to me to it, but that could be the yeast that they use. Yeah, I think the the Guinness uh, yeast, which you know, to remind Jeremy, would be an ale yeast they used in a lager, would be uh, <laughs> not to bring up that old subject. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wondered if that would come up. <laughs> is uh, it's quite so, good. So, they're the saying this is the quite nice. Looking at their website, they say this is the first fusion beer in their discovery series, and it combines the best European brewing techniques with the finest American hops and malts. Collaboration yeah. between the Guinness Brewers in Dublin and the Latrobe Brewing in Pennsylvania. Actually, collaboration beer. I get the yeah, a little bit of hops. Yeah, they're they're there, but they are not overwhelming. They're great. They're just balancing the. Um, the, uh, Which means daddy like <clears throat> just enough to balance the grain. Yeah. But you so can taste I... uh, the three. I think there's three different hops they used um, when I was reading up on it, and uh, you can you can almost pick pick them out because they seem to hit your palate at different points. Um, it's really good. I'm really glad good. I stuck an extra one in the refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna enjoy three and four tonight out of my six pack. <laughs> Glad Gilly has some wine open. <laughs> oh boy, really? Okay, so um, 
we have any uh, feedback this week? I know since we did an all feedback show a couple episodes back, we're probably <laughs> exhausted of feedback. I'm not sure if there's feedback this week. Uh, yeah. I can look in Slack and see what my <laughs> just had to say. That. Drudge up things that people have said. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, that takes too much I think our effort. our biggest fan commented that he likes hearing his comments out of context, so he will not provide context for us. There you go. <laughs> there this is go. the best way to leave comments for us, is just not provide context and let us try to figure out what the hell you're talking about. So, uh, before we get to uh, our main topic of the evening, which is apparently uh, the Grammy nominations, or one particular band uh, getting one, uh, I would just like to get the uh, gentleman's feedback on Time Magazine naming Donald J. Trump Person of the Year. You know, I think that's actually a good choice because I it's going to make life much more entertaining. Don't don't they always name the incoming president as Man of the Year? I think that's no. just a thing, isn't it? No. Yeah. No. I'm pretty sure. It no. It just has. It has been the the tendency lately. Lately being the last, what, 40 years let's, or so? Let, well, I'll, hey, I'll do a little research. Time. But you can only look every four years, Rob. Huh? I, I can... We only I can, have an incoming president every four yeah, years. Yeah, I got, I, got, I got how the... Or maybe work. every eight. I, I can actually do division in my head yeah. and look wow. every four years. But, but not every I, president I'm, I'm was only four still. years. Oh, I know, actually, when they were elected as well. Really? Sure. The so, um, president, I'll tell you, when they were elected. Uh, the ironic thing is that uh, this is the mainstream media that Trump has been bashing so much, naming him Person of the Year. So, well, and, and honestly, you know, you take Person of the Year with uh, not a grain of salt, but a little bit of perspective. It doesn't mean that they're the greatest Person of the Year. It just means that they're the most compelling, uh, compelling story of the year. Yeah, certain, that that's quite a story. Absolutely. Let's see. Okay, so let's start with 1932. Oh, I'm gonna have to go way back. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. 1936 would have been his next election. It was Wallace Simpson. 1940, it was Winston Churchill. 1944, Dwight D. Eisenhower. So he wasn't president yet. 1948, Harry Truman. That was a presidential year. 52, Elizabeth II. Uh, 56, the Hungarian freedom fighter. 1960, U.S. scientists. 1964, Lyndon Johnson. There's a president. 68, the Apollo 8 astronauts. 72, Richard Nixon. 76, uh, you're, you're going Carter. exactly by fours. Yeah. So every presidential day. cycle. No, but but some presidents were in for eight years. So on their re-election year, they wouldn't have been time man of the year. Oh my gosh! Yeah, All right, yeah. So this is that was what I was saying before that you so promptly told me how you could divide. Okay, so Roosevelt, Truman, Johnson, and Nixon. Yeah. Reagan. Uh, eighty-eight was the endangered Earth. That was George Bush's first year. Ninety-two was Bill Clinton. Uh, Two thousand George W. Bush. Two thousand four George W. Bush. 2008, Barack Obama. 
and Donald Trump. So, not for the last twenty years, it's been they've done it. Uh, they did not do it for Jimmy Carter. That's thirty years ago. So twenty years, yes, I agree. But I did. I said, I said, it wasn't every year. It's all right. Gary's falling asleep. Can't handle the uh, intelligent conversation. Okay. So, so are we going to skip the idea to do the beard draft thing that we talked about? No, let's talk. We are going to talk about it. Okay. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it on the air, as we always do. Our life on the air. Okay. Jeremy, Jeremy <laughs> though, had uh, did some actual research for a topic, and he wanted to talk about a Grammy nomination that he's particularly interested in. Jeremy. So we've talked on the show before about the artist uh, Tycho, electronic music artist. Um, <clears throat> I think he was a pick. Let's see if I do some quick research here it's on our a, pick. He's been a pick a couple times. It's been one of yours uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, season one, episode 13 for the album Awake, which I think is one of maybe my favorite album from them. But uh, in our Slack channel, we were talking about the newer album a couple months ago, Epic, and it has received a Grammy nomination, which is really kind of amazing. It, this This band has been kind of under the radar. You don't hear it very often you don't hear it talked about but you know congrats Tycho. that's pretty awesome it's, it's not normal grammy fodder you know it's not the no. stuff they normally pick from so that's what makes it it's, interesting I'm, it's nominated for what i'm sorry uh grammy for uh, best electronic album i think okay well yeah let's best, that uh, is best dance slash electronic that is its category yeah and it, it's it's good it's it's not my favorite of their albums but it's definitely good it's Got the, it's got their uh, signature sound on it. Mm-hmm. We're scanning down through the uh, nominations to see if there's anything else of interest. Doesn't appear to be. Yeah. A lot of nominations for Adele, of course. A lot of nominations for Beyonce and for uh, Justin, Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Grammys are kind of boring, you know. Grammys are very boring. I'm just really not really not into music anymore. I can't remember when the last time I watched a Grammy show was. No. Best country solo performance. I love how country is like two thirds of the way down the list when it's probably like this one or two and most popular music in the in the country. Gospel performance. Anybody interested in the gospel performance nominees? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Uh, Latin pop. All so, right. uh, so are there any other uh, nominees in that list, Jeremy, that you would recommend or know about? You know what? I didn't even look at the list. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The rest of it's irrelevant. The, the topic isn't the Grammys; it's Tycho. <laughs> uh, you yeah, have. I, uh, I, I didn't hear about this because of uh, Grammys. I heard about it because I. Um, Follow Tycho on Instagram. You have uh, Flume, uh, Jean Jean Michel Jarre, Underworld, and Louis Vega. Any of those you know? Uh, Jean Michel Jarre sounds familiar. Isn't that kind of uh, new agey stuff? Sure. Flume sounds familiar. Uh, the record of the year. I have not heard 
any tracks on from any of those albums. Album of the year? Nope. 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 Song of the year? Nope. 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 <laughs> hey, a dude I just sang with at the Houston Grand Napa was nominated for an, a Grammy. That's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, he'll probably name you if he wins. He will not name me. I'll bet he will. He will not. Totally. Best rock album. Weezer's up there. That's cool. Weezer? Wow. Welcome to 1992. The geriatric performance of the year. Actually, the best alternative music album. Look at this list. The Bon Iver's 22 A Million. That was uh, one of my picks. Black Star, David Bowie. I think that was a pick on the show. That was yours. Was it? Uh, PJ Harvey's Hope Six Demolition Project. Awesome concept album. Iggy Pop's Post Pop Depression, which I haven't heard, and a Moon Shaped Pool from Radiohead. That's a great list. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to win. Don't give it to him posthumously. Is this a new category? Best Surround Sound Album? It's... I've never even heard of that. What's a Surround Sound Album? I have no idea. Hmm. Something that Dolby came up with. I don't know. Uh, okay. I don't. All right. I don't have a. Whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not 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 feeling much of the rest of this. <laughs> you're not you're not voting on uh, on just for Justin Bieber. You're not really interested in seeing where he goes. Oh, not so much. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Elvis Costello's up for best spoken word album. That's interesting. Spoken word for what? Uh, unfaithful music and disappearing ink. Hmm. Oh, here you go. How about the uh, best uh, soundtrack or visual media? Oh, here's this interesting. So, Bridges Spies is nominated. Uh, the Hateful Eight, The Revenant, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, which I would have thought would was a bit late. Okay, but I guess not. And. Stranger Things, Volume 1 and Volume 2, two separate nominations. That's pretty cool. That's pretty wow. awesome. That, that was fun music. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Um, well, while we just pour over the, uh, the Grammy nominations, as exciting as they are, Gary has an idea for a new contest that we want to talk with the, with the people about. Gary, what's your idea for a contest? Uh, the idea of the contest was to review or go through our beer list of all the beers that we've done over the first three years of this show and have each of us choose if we could only have five beers to drink for the rest of our lives. Mm. We have to choose from this list of beers that we've drank on the show. Oh. But no beer can be chosen twice. So if Rob picks a beer like the Guinness Blonde Lager, uh, then that is not available for Keith to choose. Hmm. So we should come to the table with maybe a list of 10 or 15 beers in case something gets Well, we're, we're starting this now. So, um, oh, right I, now? Yeah, yeah, this is... Ooh. Okay. This is, this is tonight's on. show. This is wow. tonight's show, so this is okay. where we're going. Okay, so I need to actually look at the list. Hold you on. Do. Well... <laughs> So uh, we're each going to pick a number between, uh, let's say, 1 and 20. Okay. And I'm going to, once the numbers are picked, I'll write them all down. And uh, I will generate a random number. And whoever is closest goes first, the next closest goes second, and so on. Okay. 
So we'll let Rob pick last since you have to research the beer list. No problem. So, Keith, what is your number? 15. Keith's choosing 15. Jeremy, what is your number? Six. Six. I will no, no, Jeremy eight. just said he's sick. <laughs> oh, oh. Da -da -da. Uh, I will take eight. And Rob? Two. Two. So the number is, using random.org, 17. So that means the order is Keith, me, Jeremy, Rob. Okay. So... Uh, and I guess I'll keep track of who chooses what so we can like maybe put this in show notes or something like that, right? Okay. All right. I'll uh, open something to do that in. Like a <laughs> note. <laughs> so, Rob, uh, you ready? I'm last, right? Yeah, I'm ready. You're last. So you got a little okay. bit. So, Keith, are we gonna better, are we going to do it serpentine? No, we'll just do it straight through because oh, it was too complicated for the other guys to figure that out. <laughs> Jeez, losers! I know. Uh, so, Keith, what is going to be your first pick? Well, getting the honor of first pick means I can take something off the table for you guys right away. So, I'm just going to get it over with and pick Russian oh, River yeah. Brewing's Pliny the Elder blah, blah, blah. Double IPA, one of my number ten ratings from two twelve twenty fifteen. So there you go. All right. No surprise. No surprise there. Uh, so I guess I'm I'm next, right? Mm -hmm. Well, since that obvious beer is off the table, it's going to make me actually do a little bit of research. <laughs> Was that just right away? Wow. That now you don't know through where the whole the first number one beer where you're going. Turmoil. Jeez. Well, and, and, and also, somebody changed the sort on the list, and so I have to resort the list. Oh, my God. I forgot stop. that this does. Yeah, make, <laughs> make, a, make a copy for yourself to use. What you want to do is make a copy and then sort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm working off my so, own copy. So. Um, oh, yeah. this is And we got to go with the list from the uh, show. So right. uh, I am going to have to, I think, I'm going to have to go with the Drake's Brewing Apocalypse Green Label Double IPA. Uh, yeah. The green label, so, not the red label, or the black not label. Not the red, not the black label, because the black is really high alcohol, like really high. Uh, the green is pretty high. It's 9.3%. Um, so it's 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 a more regular drinker. And remember, you only get five beers. So... Um, I'm looking for one beer that has a lot of alcohol, but not every beer. So I'm going to go Green Label from Drake's. Good pick. Now, so are we, we're not restricting types of beer, right? So if you wanted to pick five IPAs, you could. Oh, yeah. Good. Absolutely. You absolutely could. That really makes it really easy for me. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I know you're going to pick five IPAs, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, you're, uh, you're up. Your next uh, my first pick is going to be Consecration from Russian River. Oh, oh good choice. Get that, get that sour on there. I, mm -hmm. I would pick the um, Supplication, but it looks like we haven't done that the last... You know, we did Supplication on 
on Happy Time original, Magic Hour. On Happy Time Magic Hour, yeah. yeah. I don't think we did it on, on PNR. Well, we'll have to do that one again then. But my pick's we'll just have to. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to. All right, Rob, you're up with your first uh, lawnmower beer. You know, because I'm so I'm so confident that <laughs> none of my beers are going to get picked, I'm going to present mine. These aren't in any special order. Uh, one, one at just, a time. Just to get mine. No, no, I'm not giving all of them. I'm just okay. saying, you know, my the first one I pick is not my number one beer. Um, so I'm going to go off the the map and maybe take one that isn't so typical of maybe my taste and i'm going to take the beer that we just did last week i'm going to take the samuel smith organic chocolate stout mm. oh wow because that was yummy and then i'll probably that's, be the last dark beer i choose <laughs> that's a that's an interesting a good one that's a, it's a good pick it's an interesting and now i don't know i don't know that uh that beer would have wound up in any of your lists but you know i kind of wanted to show the show you guys that i had some range well and it, and it okay. makes sure that it's not going to end up in our list there so you go yeah. it's, it's all yours not, rob it's all, it's all yours. thank you mm, yummy so good and i gave i had a couple swallows left after the show and i gave it a sip to nicole who usually hates chewy beers like that she's like mm, that's good yeah mm-hmm. that, was, that was a chewy beer all right, so we're done with round one. We've knocked off two Russian River brews, uh, a brew from across the pond, and uh, drinks. So, Keith, you're starting round Back two. Back to me, huh? Back to you. Um, well, I'm going to go a little lighter, but still awesome, at least in my ratings. Uh, I'm going to pick another. Huh? What? Uh, what? what happened there? Your audio drops. Keith, your audio drops. His audio is gone. Oh, I know what I did. I turned something off. (laughs) Sorry about that. That was that was the the most awesome cliffhanger ever. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. I'm going to pick. Really good. We were silent for three seconds while we were. I I, I muted. So I'm going to pick another Russian river. I'm going to pick the STS Pilsner. Damn it. Uh, That was my next light one to drink. Yeah, it's a nice light one to just drink every day, but it's still an awesome Russian river brew. Sorry, guys. That was was on my list. That was my next. That was literally my next pick. Uh, (laughs) You're making it really hard. Uh, So I've done that serpentine. Uh, yeah, we, we, we could have, but you know, next time we do a draft beforehand, you'll have to explain Serpentine to Keith and Jeremy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to. I don't care as long as someone tells me when to go. <laughs> uh, we can switch for the next round. Um, that oh, we'll switch for the last round. That way, Keith has to go last. Um, Give me first and last. Oh, I know that. Like that. You would be last. So uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm not seeing it. I know it's on here somewhere. Um, oh, there it is. The Lagunitas Lucky 13 Red Ale. Oh, yeah. I'm going to grab that. It's still almost It's almost an IPA because it's from Lagunitas, so it's got a lot of hops, but it's a really good, um, really good Red Ale. So I'm going to go with Lucky 13 as my second pick. Oh, my IP, IPAs are all getting pulled out. Um, 
Okay, because I, I need to have an IPA in my list, I'm going to go with Apocalypse Black Label. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That probably would have made my list eventually. Yeah. Can't drink it constantly, but it is a great one. You know what? It's if you a, built up a tolerance, I bet you could. Oh, you don't, every every fifth point. day. Every fifth day is not that bad. Right? <laughs> uh, okay, Rob. What, what are you going to surprise us with this time? Um, you know, it's not going to be a surprise. I'm going to go with, uh, even though it's not at the top of my ratings list, um, it's definitely one that I would want to make sure I had with me because it's just my tried and true just favorite beer that I get around here, and that is uh, Shiner Bach. The original, I right? None of the variants have come nope. out? Shiner Bach. Okay. I figured that would be on your list. I thought about taking it ahead of you just to steal it. But... <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, so... All right, uh, serpentine for third round. Serpentine, serpentine. Okay, so that means you go next. Yes. Um, I am going to... Uh, go with the... I really liked this beer, and I didn't think that I would. Um, the Serema Island Ale by Anchor Brewing. Oh, you know, I was looking through these um, I really, really like that. I was surprised to see yeah, I gave it a that was, 10. That was one that of was our good. highest overall rated beers we've ever yeah. done. In fact, it's number two overall. Uh, yeah, that three, was a two. good one. Yeah, that, I, I was surprised when I did everybody it. liked it. Yeah. yeah, we all did. So that's that's a good, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So that's that takes another one off the list. So Jeremy, that that would make you next into the serpentine. Uh, so I'm going to go with um, trying to keep the uh, keep the beer styles kind of interesting and varied here. I'm going to go with Family Values from Sierra Nevada. That was the Imperial Brown Ale from the Collaboration okay. Box, right? Yeah, I knew that was on the Collaboration Box. I couldn't remember which one. Yeah, it's that Imperial Brown, which is one of my favorite brown ales ever. Yeah, that was yeah, definitely a good one. Um, yeah, I think we had that nines and eights across the board. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing it on the list, but I'm sure it's... it's yeah, it's top. Yeah. Oh, it was, okay. Everybody no. nine, and I gave it a ten. A nine two five total. Yeah, you gave it a nine, uh, uh, Jeremy or Gary. It's Gary and Jeremy. Five. I, I better sort this from uh, overall rating instead of rating by me. Uh, so I guess that makes me next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is tough, but um, I, I'm going to actually follow Jeremy's lead here and also vary my styles up a little bit. Um, yeah, I think that's a yeah, it's, it's a good good choice. Um, it was one of the Sierra Nevada brewing. It was the robust stout from the Beer Camp series as well. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Which I I rated a nine. It was a little lower overall because uh, we do have Rob giving ratings, so that's going to be that's going to be uh, my oh stout of the union. That's what it was stout actually called, union. stout of the union. So I'm going to beer that. I, I love how that somehow means that it invalidates the grade because I was giving well, the rating. 
the funny thing is, yeah, he, he's telling you you invalidated it by giving it an eight instead of a nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was still a damn fine score from, from the Russian judge. I think I'm I think over the last four years since we started this show, I think I've become a very fair judge. Uh, okay. I give beers credit when I when I can tell what they're going for. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, so Keith, you're you're rounding out this round. I'm rounding Let's out the it. round, and uh, I'm I'm also following the lead of Let's vary the beer styles a little bit. And I have a Pilsner and I have a double IPA. So I'm going to go Belgian this time oh. with one of the original Belgians, and I'm going to grab the Trappist Rockfort number ten. Oh, that was next on my list. Yeah, yawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, Rob rated it an eight, so therefore it sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, see, we've got all the all, a lot of really good ones are already gone, so now we gotta uh, get a little dig a little deeper here. So, Jeremy, where are you gonna go? Now you don't you don't have that Belgian. Am I up next? This is oh, so uh, no Keith. Keith is up next. Keith I get to go again. Yeah. All right. So almost skipped. So I need something dark. It's time to go dark. Wow. So I think I'm going to go visit our old friend Stone and mm. pick up their Chaco Vesa. That is that's a really good there. one. Rob did hate that one. He brought it down to a one. Yeah, Rob really <laughs> hated that one. That's yeah. a that is a that is Chaco Vesa is right now for the last couple of years one of my favorite holiday beers yeah they released it this time it's it's really good and that yeah, that was pretty much rob's nemesis it was chocolate and coffee and a stout yeah <laughs> not so much me as as my intestinal tract <laughs> uh oh so now now it's my turn again yeah the whole thing is confusing me uh so uh, we're going to have to go with, um, again, another style to keep things um, a little bit varied, but I'm a little reluctant to go with these like really high alcohol beers because, um, why? you know, my liver. But uh, <laughs> why, the, why the hell not? It's only uh, make-believe. So I'm going to uh, uh, do uh, follow Keith and grab a stone and grab their Winter Harvest Belgian-style golden ale. Uh, so something different, and it's eleven point three percent. It's a beer that only I had, so I rated it a nine, which means that no one else could knock yeah, it down. I, say, I don't. No one else had it. it. Yeah, I didn't remember it. That's why. Oh, you know, that's actually. We should probably just do beers that we've all had to make it a little fair. Oh, there's that, a lot. Well, you rated yeah. it on the show, so it, it meets not, the rules. Yeah, barely. absolutely. Barely. I think that's a barely, barely. Meets we can the we rules, can give so. you an asterisk on that one. Nah, I, I, you know that's. I, I think we got to go something right. else. Oh, you can grab so, it. That's cool. I think it's fine. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change because I think that the the single beers are a little harder to to deal with since the other guys don't have any perspective on those. So I'll grab the uh, Southern Tier Two X Rye. Mm, okay. Hmm. All right, so back to me. Mm-hmm. So back to Jeremy. All right, nobody grabbed this. I'm really happy about it. Actually, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little torn because I want I want a nice uh, stout, a nice strong stout for those winter months. And there's a couple of really good ones in here. 
But I'm going to go with one that is, um, oh, where'd it go? It's gone. Oh, there it is. I'm going to go with the one that's um, a slightly, slightly higher on the alcohol at 11.3. And that is Epic's Big Bad Baptist Imperial Stout. Oh, damn. Wow, I'm that. Why do I not remember? Oh, wait. No. Am I the only one that did that? You might so, be. Oh, I, I, I am. That, oh, okay. Then I can't do it. Okay. Well, we need to do that as a group because that is an awesome beer. Yeah. Um, I, I want it on title alone. Okay. My pick then <laughs> is uh, Sierra Nevada's Narwhal. Oh, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that was my next pick, actually. Damn it. Hmm. Hmm. And we need to get some epic uh, Big Bad Baptist that on the list. Um, Everybody needs a Big Bad Baptist. <laughs> okay, my turn? It is your turn, Rob. Let's see. I don't think this one was picked. Um, I will tell you. And it's interesting because it's the only beer on our list that has gotten four tens across the board. And it is Ninkasi Brewing's Dawn of the Red, India-style red. Uh, it's the yeah. only beer on our list with a perfect score from all four judges. Yep. That is all for me. Amazing. Yep, That's and that really was going to be my last pick, I think. Yeah. I was torn between that and another one, so we'll see if my other one makes it through. Yeah, that is okay. a, a really good radio. That was a really good beer. I remember it all too well. In fact, I think and I have the bottle back here still. For my last yep. beer, yep. Uh, do I put something up like? <laughs> do I put something up like uh, Corona or Miller Lite oh. just to mess with them? <laughs> Don't or do, it. do I do I maintain the integrity? Of the list. I will maintain the integrity. <laughs> uh, and boy. Meanwhile, I will piss Gary off because I need a summer beer. And the summer beer I choose is Shandy Time. Oh. The Shandy. Thanks. 9, 10, and 10 from Keith, me, and Jeremy. And a 5 from Gary. Yeah, you can have that one. A good old shandy is a good old thing. Who made that beer? Absolutely, Hannah. I, I can't even find it. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Uh, shandy time. I'm looking it up. While you're looking that up, Jeremy, here, we're, we're back to Jeremy. Okay, it's yeah, it's my turn to pick a summer beer. Uh, and I'm going with a um, Goza. We haven't done a lot of these. But it looks like the um, the highest rated one that we did was from Uinta called Ready Set Goza. So that's going to be my summertime beer pick. Uh, oh wait, was the was the shanty time? Wait a minute, was the shanty time beer that we did when we all brought our own beer to make a shanty? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, I've okay. been saying that, but I muted myself again. But yes, shandy time is not a beer. It was when we made our own shandies out of whatever sorry, beers we had. Sorry, sorry. So then I really it's not a beer. Pick. I really should pick again. Um, but, but now you can't pick Ready, Set, Goza. I will not pick Ready, Set, Goza. 
that was never a that was never a possibility. Um, <laughs> I will, however, pick. Oh man, I don't think any of you are going to pick mine, so just keep going. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know what? No, I got it. I got it because I want to show it. No, I'm the only one that did that beer. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick it. I'll pick another tried and true. I, I have. I've only done one other tried and true, and that was the um, the Shinerbach. So my other tried and true is, of course, the Abita Amber. Just a delicious, good old, great beer. So, is that Turbo Dog or is that the uh, regular Amber? Just Abita Amber, straight up. I like Turbo okay. Dog a little better. But... It's, it's, that's okay. good too, though. Yeah. Done and done. Done and done. Okay, so Jeremy picked Goza as his last. Beer, ready, set, goes. Uh, and so I'm on my last beer, and there's a lot of. I'm I'm proud that uh, that that was a beer I recommended for the show that Jeremy's picking as his top five. I think that's cool. Yeah, wow. that's, that's a good one. Uh, the so, I had another one that you that you sent also brown. that was a really close second to that one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, we'll talk about that afterwards because I don't want to okay. right. influence anyone. So uh, looking at my top rated, there's there's a lot of IPAs. There's a couple of stouts in there. Uh, I don't want to get a, a whole lot of those into this list, and i got to find something that everybody had. So, And I do need something lighter because I, I picked all very strong ones up front. So um, with uh, Sweet As from Good Life Brewing, uh, which is a beer that I drink. That's uh, mostly just for the name. Mostly just for the name, but um, also it's a great brewery. I love going there, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Sweet As Pacific Gale, an American Pale Ale, at six percent as my final choice. That was a really. That was a really what? All right, that was that was great. Uh, that I remember. Yeah, that Sweet As was a good, good one. Yeah. that was really good. It was uh, eight eight point two five overall rating for a pale ale is pretty pretty high for us, so that's good. All right, Keith, you got the last one. All right, I got the last one. I can't believe it was picked other than it might have just got shunned because apparently uh, it was a show that only Gary and I did. Um, and so I don't know if it's going to count by the new rules, but I want to—I really want to pick Stone Brewing's Enjoy By. I personally don't have a problem with that. <laughs> so you, you hate it. No, no, no. I mean, picking a beer that not all yeah. of us have tried. I mean, I we did it on the show. Uh, apparently, because both Gary and I gave it or a ten, but nobody else was here. Yeah, I've I've so. had a bunch of their Enjoy By series, so and I, I, I know I know everybody enough. where Rob's had it, so I, I'd like to pick the series as my last one um, okay. and go for that. But the, if the enjoy- not, the Enjoy By series, we we had Enjoy By seven four sixteen, which isn't fair because we probably uh, can't take that one and just have it forever because they aren't going to make it forever. They aren't making it now. But in this fantasy land, you can have any beer you want at any time. That was a good okay. one, but I'd take any of the Enjoy By. I think they're all that good. Yeah, it's a good series. Since, since two of us had it, I think that's that's passable. Yeah, and, th- and, and the third has had the part of the series. So so the beer that almost won out over the uh, Uinta Ready Set Goza mm-hmm. was Ithaca Beer's Cruiser, which was a Berliner. Oh, yeah, see, I would have grabbed the Cruiser was... over the Goza, but it's close. Yeah, that was a good beer. Yeah, I, I was considering their pale ale as my my pale ale choice. So, all right, 
So uh, not as high of a concentration of IPAs as you would have expected, given this crowd, but uh, we did have a few of those, and they were all very strong. No single IPAs, um, surprisingly. And Rob actually, you know, choices. Don Red surprised me. Organic chocolate sound surprised me. And and yeah. looking through this list of twenty beers, that's that's that would be a great bar right there. Yeah, well, those twenty taps. Yeah. Um, so if the... if we had uh, if I hadn't been able to pick the stone, I would have gone with Oscar Blue, Stevie and Dale. But again, that's oh, a double. Yeah. That's, that's a, good, a double uh, too. So 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 the beers in order of picking were Pliny the Elder, uh, Apocalypse Green Label Consecration, Sam Smith Organic Chocolate Stout. STS Pilsner, starting with Keith again, Apocalypse Black Label, Shinerbach, and then we switched up to the uh, Serpentine. So Rob picked the Ceramia, whatever, Island Ale from uh, Anchor. Uh, so good. And Family Values, Stout of the Union, the Trappist number 10, Chocovesa, Two Times Rye, Narwhal, Bon of the Red. Abita Amber, Ready Set Goza, Sweet As, and Enjoy By. That, that is an awesome bar. I would drink yeah. all of those. Yeah, I'd take that bar. It's a good, it's a good beer list right there. Mm-hmm. Well, all, all right. right. So that's so, our, yeah, we'll pack, the, we'll, we'll pack that bar for our, our, our reunion, or like our one-time get-together show. <laughs> uh, now we go to our half pints, our picks for the week. Uh, let's see what we have. Jeremy has an oldie but a goodie he wants to mention again. Actually, this is not an oldie but a goodie because I, I looked and I have never picked this exact thing. Oh. Uh, my, my pick this week is Tycho's Epic Album because I've picked the Awake Album, but not the new one. And it just got a Grammy. Okay, so you, did have Tyco, you did have Tycho on the list. You just didn't have this particular... Yeah, we, uh, we we talked about it in chat when it came out, uh, but I don't think we ever put it on the show, which is a shame. So I'm glad it's there now. So that's my pick, Epic. I take that's it. a valid pick. It's not a Hearthstone pick. Damn it! <laughs> okay. Uh, Gary? Uh, I got a, another TV show. Uh it's a show that I think was originally on Showtime, but they have a few seasons, maybe six, on Netflix. Just came out recently on Netflix. It's called uh, Shameless. And, um, oh, my wife loves that show. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, it's funny. It's crazy. Uh, the premise of the show is um, an alcoholic father of six kids. Uh, who is complete complete deadbeat? Does not pay attention to them. Is drunk the whole time. But, you know, is it, just a loser. He's on disability. He doesn't ever want to get a job. He just wants to live off the system and be drunk the whole time. Um, and it, it's the show about their family. And if you have a low tolerance for nudity, drug use, profanity. Um, you know, people just in very uncomfortable situations. This is not the show for you. But um, if you don't mind seeing some boobs and butts, and you can handle that stuff, it is a funny show. And pretty much for a large percentage of of the population, it will make you feel better about whatever kind of 
person you are, parent, father, brother, sister, whatever. <laughs> it is just an absolutely crazy show that you look at and go, oh, my God, I'm so glad I'm not in that family. It's very entertaining. So shameless, available on Netflix. Okay. Keith? My pick is also a Netflix show, and this is not one that I really thought I was like, especially once I started reading up on it. But we gave it a try, and I'm, 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 I'm hooked now. Um, and that is the uh, the late night talk show style show that Netflix does called Chelsea. Um, it's with it's done three days a week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's uh, about a half hour. Um, it is Chelsea Hunter, I think her Handler. name is. Handler. 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 Yeah. And she's like, you know, uber liberal. And But because it's a Netflix show and there's no rules, she's a little sweary. She talks honestly about drugs and drug use. She's uh, kind of came to this out of being uh, a travel person. So she's got clips and stuff from traveling the world that she mixes in her dog wanders the stage behind everyone and and visits people occasionally it's it's really interesting as kind of a as a late night talk show kind of alternative um and for those of us without cable your only alternative if you want a late night talk show so i don't know i kind of i've been watching the first few i went back to the beginning and started watching it from there um you don't really have to because it's very topical um, three-day-a-week thing, so you can probably just pick it up where it is and see if you like it. Uh, but going back to the beginning is kind of letting me watch it evolve as it goes from you know from pilot on up, and uh, it's interesting. There's there's good guests, there's good conversations, and I'm really enjoying it as like a nice light half hour before bed. Hmm. I, I didn't know that that was that style of show. I might have to. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely it, it came up out to me out of the blue, and I'm like, "What's this?" And the more I read about it, the more I was interested. And yet, at the same time, because I'm not really like, I don't normally like the person that Chelsea Handler is, put off. But now that I'm watching it, I'm I'm really enjoying it. So, I think okay. it's got a lot of potential. Certainly, where I am in it now, which is like I said, way back at the beginning, it's not polished really enough to be on network TV, but I think that's also part of its charm. Cool. Worth a look, I think. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to uh, take it upon myself to do two for this week. Um, First, uh, uh, a board game, more of actually a a social game. Social games, uh, social deduction games, I should say, are all the rage um, these days in the board game industry. We have a lot of games out there, um, specifically board games where there's a, there's a potential trader in your midst. I've mentioned some on the show before. The Battlestar Galactica game is one. Shadows over Camelot uh, is another. Dead of Winter, which is a zombie-themed uh, um, social deduction game is also one. But uh, one that has... And this specifically is for the guys today, especially Jeremy, who... Uh, I know hit a hit a home run with uh, with that code names recommendation I gave for him a while back. <clears throat> uh, One night ultimate werewolf um, is a great social deduction game and a very very cheap buy today on Amazon. It's twelve dollars and forty nine cents. It is fifty percent off today um, for the next five hours. So it won't 
so much benefit the folks that listen to us later. But for the guys in the show, you may want to give this a try. Um, you probably have played a version of this in the past. Um, if you played like Murder, Wink in, in the old days or, or even Werewolf or Mafia, um, a kind of a social game where, where uh, you have a group of players and a couple of them have a hidden role as, say, a killer or a gangster. And the object of the game is, to, is for the good guys to figure out who the bad guys are and for the bad guys to kill off all the good guys. Um, well, Werewolf has been a popular game for years, but the problem with Werewolf is that once you were killed, you were out of the game and you basically sat for the next half an hour while the rest of the folks were trying to figure out who the killers were. But Werewolf is a one-night thing where um, uh, there are a couple of people are the werewolves in secret, and some of you may have some other roles that allow you some secret insight. And it's a great social deduction game, and it's a lot of fun. It takes 10 minutes to play. Um, it comes with a free app that helps you to play it, um, and it's really, really great fun for a game night. So I would very much recommend One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Um, this, the one that they're running for today is One Night Ultimate Werewolf Daybreak. And again, that's $12.50. So it's hard to beat that. And then the second one I have is, um, since we switched over to away from satellite, we're doing a lot of, of binge watching, of course, like just like everybody does these days. And one that I've been just watching a ton of uh, that I hadn't got in on it and the first happenstance was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Hmm. Um, which is an FX comedy. If you liked Seinfeld, mm -hmm. um, which is a group of four, four people that really just cared about themselves and not the folks around them and were just obsessed with nothing, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia is kind of like that on steroids, um, even more outrageous. And um, it's, first of all, it's a, it's a hysterical show. And secondly, it is largely improvised. Um, they have a, it's almost like Curb Your Enthusiasm, where they have a basic idea of where the show's going to go, and then they just improvise scenes um, and put them together to make a cohesive story plot. And it, it, it fires on all cylinders just most of the time. It's really a lot of fun. It's great. So Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's on Hulu and Netflix. That is a hilarious show. Yeah, we got we got into that show a few years back, and I think we went through like the first season, and then we hit a lull where we had like a few sh episodes in a row that were just not clicking with us. Mm -hmm. So we dropped out of it, but we probably should go back. Oh yeah, it's really. I I will say, having just started the binging, that I know where right about probably where Keith you kind of lost it, because I I'm now into season four, um, and it really does pick back up. Um, especially once they they added Danny DeVito, um, who was supposed to be just a bit player in the first few episodes, and then eventually became part of the regular cast, is is really good. It's a great, great show. So give that a try. All right, gentlemen, we need to give our final thoughts on Guinness Blonde American Lager. Final thoughts and ratings, starting with Mr. Gary Hagenbart. Uh I'm having a hard time because we changed the sort on the spreadsheet. Now I can't find anything. In the <laughs> it's pretty broken, it? <laughs> isn't it? Broke the internet. No. We, we totally jacked it up. So, uh, okay. 
I'll put this in my column and then we'll figure it out later. Um, this is not a bad lager and lagers are not my favorite style, but if I had to choose an American lager that was actually brewed in America and this was, uh, this is probably going to be one of my first choices if I don't have that Russian river that Keith stole from me. Um, <laughs> you know, it, yeah. So I, I, this is, you know, it's not outstanding as a beer goes, but it's good. I, I gave it like about a, almost a four rating on untapped. So I've got to go with like a seven rating here. Um, seven, that's, was, that's was, strong. That's strong for a lager. It was, it was, a, you, it was a yeah, good Yeah, for lager. you, that's strong. That's strong. I'm rating it as a lager, not as an overall beer. So as a lager goes, this is, this is a seven. You're rating it like I do because you feel you, you get a sense of what it's trying to do, even though it's not your thing. It's trying to make money. and it <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as you're willing to go. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Jeremy, what is your rating? Um, I'm right there with Gary. It's really a surprising beer. It's, it's got nice flavor. Um, surprisingly balanced, nice bright carbonation. Uh, the hops are there, but they're they're not overwhelming. Um, I'm giving it a seven as well, and this is a beer I would I would easily go to again. So it's really nice. Good, Keith. Um, yeah, I was completely surprised, and I just kind of had one, like I said, a couple days ago on a whim, and super enjoyed it. And so ever since, I've been kind of keeping it to myself waiting for the big reveal on the show that this is actually good. Um, and, and that's what it is. It's actually good. It's a really good uh, American lager, I guess, is what you'd call it, because the Guinness knows how to do the, the malts and the yeast, right? We used American hops, and we brewed it in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, of all places. Um, it's fantastic, uh, as that goes, and I'm going to give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm right there with everybody else. I think it's, I think it's good. It's really, it's a strong, good, tasty, uh, beer. I think, um, I don't know, maybe you guys will just, will disagree, but we've kind of hinted that over the course of the episode is drinking it. I think to call this an American lager, maybe does it a disservice? Um, and I like American lager, so don't get me wrong. But I, I don't think it doesn't have the traditional American lager taste to me. Um, Which is why it's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but I would I would also go and give it an eight. It's it's strong. It's very very good, and I enjoy it a lot. That's good. That's a seven and a half overall rating. That's uh, exactly in line with what Untapped has. And we don't listen to beer advocate anymore because they're really interesting. Yeah. And Untapped, I mean, it's and it's a you know that's a big mainstream brewery doing it, so that's yeah, that's pretty good coming from them. Yeah, I think I think it was three and a half was the, their overall rating. Yeah. Oh no, just just over like three and a quarter. So, oh. all right. So uh, should we flash forward? Uh, what do we have coming up on our next show? We're going to surprise the listener. Yeah, because we don't have anything planned now. I think we're going with the uh, the next Guinness, aren't we? Oh, that's right. Is there another Guinness? What is, is there another there's, Guinness? There's the, IPA. the um, IPA, Nitro IPA. Oh, right. Oh, the Nitro IPA. The Nitro IPA. Oh. Is. <laughs> that that thing is supposed to be that Keith has to get it. Hey, no, we were I, not well, optimistic. 
I've had I had uh, uh, Sam Adams Nitro IPA and I did not like it. Yay! So this this will be interesting to see if Guinness can do it right. But I do not like the addition of the nitrogen to the IPA in general. And unless the uh, unless the gentlemen are opposed, I would love to do a Rogue One episode next week, considering it opens next Friday. Sure. I can't guarantee I'll have seen it by then. Well, none of us will have. It's a preview show. Oh, a preview show. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine, then. Preview shows are fine. Yeah, that's fine. I can't do a review show yet. No. Open to take Cindy no, none for of her birthday, it. but... You have to wait till after December 16th to do that, so... Oh, I see. Well, that sounds like a good idea, then. Yeah, all right. Good on you, Rob. All right, gentlemen, any final thoughts? Uh, I guess... I, I, we would be remiss if we didn't recognize the 75th anniversary of Pearl Harbor. So yes, never forget. A never quick forget. shout out to the folks that were serving at the time and the folks that serve now. They do us all a service. There are less than 200 survivors remaining from uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor. So, wow. If you find one, make sure that you let them know uh, what a tremendous um, sacrifice and job they all did. And uh, as I, I posted on Facebook today, it, I mean, to me, the attack on Pearl Harbor is, I mean, directly on par with 9-11. Uh, it literally changed this country and changed the world in how we view things and changed world history. So if... Uh, Attack on Pearl Harbor did not happen. Likely, we would not have gotten involved in World War II, and and every likelihood, uh, or many likelihoods, the uh, Nazis, the Axis powers, could have won the war. Yeah, and so. the the memorial at Pearl Harbor is uh, pretty amazing. If Very you amazing. Yeah, you should definitely check that out. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much, Keith. You can play us out. This has been season four, episode four. You know, I was going to say that that suggested that we call that list our Desert Island beers, but as I thought about it, that would have been a bad idea because how would we have cooled those beers? We don't, you know, we don't want skunked beers, our favorite beers skunked, drinking them in like 90 degree heat. That would suck. It would suck. Bad.